Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello from Romania. I hope you're doing good and enjoying spring wherever you are located. We're doing very well here in Romania. Last week, we looked at our second message from the book of Ephesians, Thanksgiving and Prayer for the Brethren. Today, we will look at the third message from chapter one, six things Jesus Christ received from the Father. Let's read Ephesians chapter one, verses 19 through 20. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. We read of six things in this passage that the Lord Jesus Christ has received from the Father. We read of the rewards, privileges, and position God the Father gave his Son. While on earth, in a body of human flesh, Jesus Christ, as the Son of God, submitted himself to his Father and his humanity. But he is now risen, and God the Father has given him his rightful throne in heaven. He has now assumed not only his humanity, but his deity. And one day he will sit and rule on his throne here on earth. So let's look at the six things the Lord Jesus Christ has received from the Father. First today, the Father raised him from the dead. Ephesians 1 verse 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Let's read two passages in the book of Acts that show how God raised him from the grave and also set him at his right hand. Acts chapter 2 verses 22 through 33. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him, being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken, and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope. Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. 
He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this, which ye now see and hear. This was Peter preaching his message to the nation of Israel. And then in Acts chapter 17, verses 30 through 32, And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Because he hath pointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, and others said, We will hear thee again of this matter. The wonderful thing about God raising Jesus from the grave is that we have the same power inside of us if you are his child, if God has saved you. We have the assurance of being resurrected to new life. Let's read about that in Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. And then 1 Corinthians 6, 14. And God hath both raised up the Lord, and will also raise up us by his own power. So God the Father raised up the Lord Jesus Christ. Second today, God the Father set Jesus at his right hand. Ephesians 1.20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Jesus Christ is the only one worthy of such a position beside the Father. Let's read Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 56. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven, and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing on the right hand of God, and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. And then Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. What is Jesus doing at the right hand of the Father? He is making intercession for us. Jesus Christ is the only mediator, not Mary, not a pope, not a priest. Only the Lord Jesus Christ can make intercession for us before the Father. Romans chapter 8 verses 32 through 34. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us.
If we have been risen with Christ, and we have, if you are his child, and he is now our life, we need to set our affections on things in heaven and not here on earth. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. So number two today, God the Father has set him at his right hand. Number three, he placed him far above all principalities and powers. Let's read Ephesians chapter 1 verses 20 and 21, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. The Lord Jesus Christ is so far above any creature or power in this universe and beyond. Let's read about that in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 2 through 9. Hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory in the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels he saith, Who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And then one more verse, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 22 who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. Number four today, God the Father gave him a name higher than any other. Ephesians 1.21, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. The name of Jesus is very important. There is no other name under heaven by which men can be saved. Through his name we have life and hope and many other things. Let's read Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. This is speaking about Jesus. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And then John chapter 20 verse 31. But these things are written, that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God 
but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The name of Jesus is spoken of many, many times in the book of Acts. It shows how important his name is. The apostles and followers of Jesus were told not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. The priest did not care if they taught in the name of Moses or some other prophet. But Jesus, oh no, they could not speak his name. Acts chapter 5 verse 40, And to him they agreed, and when they called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Over the ages, people have risked their lives and lost their lives for the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 15 verse 26 tells us this. The Bible says men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The name of Jesus should be glorified in all we do, not the names of men. Let's read Acts chapter 19 verse 17. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. So God the Father has given Jesus a name above all names. Number five today, he put all things under his feet. Ephesians 1 verse 22. And hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Let's read a passage in 1 Corinthians that speaks more about this. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 23 through 28. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. For he hath put all things under his feet. But when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued under him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. This passage clearly speaks of the humanity of Christ, since it mentions Jesus being the Son and subject to the Father. Again, in Hebrews chapter 2, we see the humanity of Christ and the fulfillment of Psalms chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 through 10. For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man, that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man, that thou visitest him? Thou madest him, speaking of Jesus, a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. 
For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who is made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. So number five today, the Father put all things under his feet. Sixth and last today, he made him to be the head over the church, which is his body. Let's read Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. And had put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. The head of the church is not a pope, a priest, or a pastor. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, a local church has pastors and deacons as leaders, but the head is Christ. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. And then we read in Ephesians 5, verses 29 and verses 30, For no man hath yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bone. Jesus Christ is equal with God the Father. He existed before all things and created all things, but he came in human form over 2,000 years ago. He suffered and died. He rose from the grave and returned to heaven in glory. He gave himself for the church and is now its head forever. Let's read about this in Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 20. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. So Jesus Christ is the head over the church. We have looked at six things today that Jesus Christ received from the Father. It is his reward for suffering and dying for all men. He humbled himself and became obedient to the Father and death. In all that, he was and still is part of the Trinity and equal with God. God in the flesh. 
If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior today, put your faith and trust in Christ alone to save you. He died on the cross and shed his blood to pay for your sins. I hope that you will consider the salvation he's offering you today. Next week, Lord willing, we will look at another message from the book of Ephesians. Thank you for listening today, and I hope you have a blessed day.